You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind-the-scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 17. I can't believe we are already at this point in the season and just so excited for you guys to listen to this session. I feel like it is a really good culmination of a lot of the things that we've been talking about in terms of how Michelle's showing up, how she's looking at things, how she's moving forward. And I think it will be a really, really good episode that kind of bridges mindset strategy and execution. So I really hope y'all enjoy it. Again, if you have listened and love this season, please reach out to Michelle and let her know. I think that would be so valuable to her and so wonderful to hear when you're putting yourself out there like this. It really is truly vulnerable. So would love for you guys to show her some love as this season wraps up and here you go. There we go. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's Lacey day. <laughs> I know. We just, uh, for context, we just, um, did our introducing our season six coachy live stream together. So we're going, so we're going back to back here. I was so excited. That was really cool. And everyone was so excited for you, which is beautiful. I'm excited too. I'm just like excited about the fact that like, I know, um, you know, Erica is obviously like a sex and relationship coach. And so that was obviously very different, but like infertility coaching is like, it's, it feels like new age <laughs> comparatively, right? Like, well, it's almost like not that? a thing, like not, not in a, but like, you're like one of a couple people doing it or whatever. It's like so yeah. different for people. Yeah. Yeah. I like made up my title. Cause I was like, right. I don't know what yeah, yeah. call me like. And even still, just like with business coaching, like there's different niches. People focus on different areas. Like there's the focus on like nutrition. There's the focus on like the process, the emotional support. Like it's like the spiritual version that like, so yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, okay. So what's going on? How you feeling overall? I know you just had a big vacation. You're just I kind did. of like coming back to real life and, and all the things that come with that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what's going on? I actually filled out my form this time, which like more than 10 minutes in advance, which is a big deal. Um, and I kind of did that because I was like, I need to refocus on like what's happening here. Um, okay. So I mentioned on my form that I feel like the live stream that you did last week on like identity versus circumstance was really helpful for me and being like, Oh, like, what do I want the identity that I'm like focused on to be? And it, and, um, it was actually really helpful because the lazy pleasure call this month was also around a similar topic. And so I really Mm. got some clarity on like, I like want to embody the human, the CEO that like sells out their launches, that like hits their goals, that like does it with ease. And I feel like I'm very much in the circumstance space Mm. a lot of times Mm -hmm. when I get clients, like I'm like, okay, like I know more are coming, but like when, and I feel like it's going to be really far away. Um, And I just want to be like, yeah, like they could come tomorrow. Like they could come the next day. Like, you know, one goes, another one comes. And that's something that I realized too with like the client that left recently. I was like, if I had more clients, that would feel less heavy because like, yeah, I'd still be sad to like lose the human and have them go to the next thing. Although I'm always a fan of people doing the aligned thing for them. But like, when you don't have a bunch of clients and that's your client, you're like, Oh, okay, here we are. So anyway, so that's like the thing that I really want to like focus on embodying. Yeah. I think what you're saying is like, when you get a client, it feels like a circumstance. It doesn't feel like you have the identity of like someone who gets clients. Right. Yeah, Which makes sense. Cause a lot of our conversation has been like, I can take actions and create the results that I want. Whereas yeah. I've been like, oh, the magic fairies create the results. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not me. Just like the, the fairies, you know, the ones in the sky. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also, yeah. So 
that's something that I've like been trying to like be better about like doing my like mindset work and journaling on of like how to step into that, what that would feel like, you know, what that version of me would be doing and how she would like view things. So like the whole framing of the the live stream was really helpful. And I just wanted to like share that with you too, so that you knew like, this is what we're currently working towards. Cause I feel like that's helpful to know. And I feel like I haven't had that like good clarity on like, what do I actually want? Like I had like kind of monetary amounts, but it wasn't about mm-hmm. the monetary amount. Right, and I, right. like, I know there's a part of me that's still like, I want to feel successful in my business. And I know we've talked about like what success looks like. And I know that there are ways that I already am successful in my business. Like I get clients, like I have offers that convert. Um, but I feel like embodying that identity would really like solidify that feeling of success. And then it would also in turn bring the monetary success that I'm looking for. And like, you know, Totally. I think what's helpful to that I think we discussed in the live that I think you're kind of saying here is that like identity is ultimately what directs our actions. Right. And so if you embody the identity of like, I have offers that convert, I have this, I have that, like not only would that just feel really good and make you feel successful in a new way, but it would also make you act from that place in a different way too. So it kind of kills two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, for sure. So what do you feel like? I mean, I think, yes, it's definitely important to look at what's the future piece of that. But what do you feel like the identity you're operating from right now is that like is not feeling good or aligned? So Michelle is talking about a live stream I did on identity versus circumstance. And what I was talking about is how. A lot of times as entrepreneurs, we focus on the circumstance, i.e. this many clients has booked or this launch went well or this thing didn't. And what we really need to focus on more is the identity. Like I am a person who gets what I want or like I'm a person who sells out my launches or whatever. I think that's really powerful because ultimately identity is what directs our actions, right? So if I don't have that identity, my actions will usually match that. And so really seeing the the shift of, it's not so much that my actions always need to shift first, it's usually that my identity needs to shift first to see myself in a certain way and see myself as a person who, in order for my actions to shift. So we'll link um, that live stream up in the show notes, but really important to kind of have that context for the rest of this session. Identity is the thing that directs our action and is what is going to be most impactful on how we show up overall. Um, I feel like there's a part of me that's like doing things because I'm like supposed to do them yeah, to yeah. get the result, but I'm not doing it from a space of like, of course I'm getting the result. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's almost like you're like, if you were like working out because you're supposed to like, lose five pounds before your, your trip or something like that versus like, I am just someone who loves to work out and like gets to do that because it's like part of who I am kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like even things with like, like, you know, like follow-ups or whatever, like I'm supposed to do follow-ups cause that's what gets clients. But it's like, I, like, I want to believe that there's a world where I just get to get clients and follow-ups just gets to help expedite that process or like bring in more clients, but it's not because I followed up that I got clients. And even like with the working out example too, I had this realization recently um, where like, you know, working out for fitness just like isn't really motivating for me. And part of that is like, I've, you know, never really struggled with my weight or anything like that. And that's not to say I don't have like body moments. We all have those, but like, um, I realized that like for me, when I move my body, I like release emotions that otherwise get trapped and that feels better for me. And like Mm -hmm. this past weekend, I like motivated myself to work out using that as opposed to like, well, it's good to be healthy and strong or whatever, which like does not spark joy for me, even though like it's also true. Um, And so even just like figuring out like what the nuances are in this identity that like I connect, I connect with as opposed to like that I'm supposed to connect with. 
Yeah, totally. So like to go back to the follow-up example, it might be like, well, I follow up with people because I want them to know they're really important to me and that I'm here mm-hmm. to like help them and support them versus like I follow up because I'm quote unquote supposed to, to get clients. Yeah. Is that sort of like the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like the, yeah, yeah. I think like shifts like that are helpful. And I think because it feels so methodical, it like feels really easy for me to like put it on autopilot and lose sight of like why I'm doing that to begin with. I think it's so important for us to acknowledge that the reason and the energy behind what we're doing matters just as much as what we're doing. Meaning that piece of falling on autopilot that Michelle is talking about can be really tough for business because it doesn't feel connected to anything, right? The energy behind it isn't there. It's like, we all know you can put out content without a lot of energy behind it and totally thinking no one's going to see it. And nine out of 10 times, it's just going to totally fall flat because that's what you're bringing to it. And we also know you can put out content with a ton of energy behind it with so much drive and passion and excitement for people reading it and getting to connect with people through it. And it just lands totally differently. And the same is true with most tasks in our business. I'm not saying that we have to feel, you know, lit up by everything 24 seven or that sometimes we kind of don't need to phone it in, but at the same time, really, really directing our actions, not just in terms of what quote unquote needs to be done, but like what the energy is behind it, what the reason is we're doing it is so valuable and important. And at the end of the day, like our audience just reads that, right? Energy doesn't lie in being able to really feel how we're showing up and then us being able to really convey that is wildly powerful. And so just remember that, yes, we need to look at our actions, but sometimes we need to look at what's behind them as well. And I think the autopilot thing is that place where you disconnect from it kind of, right? Yeah, for sure. And a hundred percent. So <laughs> yeah. So finding like, how, how can it be both? And like, I think that is an identity thing almost where it's like, how can I be really in something and it to feel really like systematized and easy? Mm-hmm. Right. Where it's either like systematized and then I'm out of it or I'm like really in it and it's not right. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, that's something that like I need to play with. Cause I also know too, like, e- like I'll d- I do a lot of my follow-ups like via email, but like email for the kind of things I'm sending in follow-ups feels like really formal for me. And so I'm like, can I take some of those onto Instagram? But then like, if I don't have. <laughs> If I don't know someone's Instagram handle, then I like clearly can't do that. And so just like playing too with like where I do those follow-ups also, like if someone does provide their Instagram, maybe sometimes I send the message on Instagram and not via email. Um, and that would feel like more authentic to me because that's where I'm most likely to send a message like that. Um, so yeah, just like giving myself permission to play there, I think too. Yeah, hundred percent. It's almost like if I knew this was going to work and like I had the identity that I'm someone who gets clients, what would be a fun way for me to do this as opposed Mm -hmm. to like, well, I'm not someone who gets clients. So there's a right way. And I'm supposed to do it that way because I have to like change the circumstance. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And something that I'm noticing too, is like when I add processes to things, it's helpful, but it takes like some of the creative joy away for me. Um, and so like, and and it adds like, pressure of like, oh, well, it has to be this way, which I know is something we've talked about before. And so I just have to be like really mindful of that when I am creating systems. Because obviously it's like helpful with like my content, for example, to be able to like in a couple months hand that over to my VA and say, keep keep putting stuff out for the people while I'm on maternity leave. But then like, you know, keeping like stories fluid where I can like pop in and just like share random thoughts without it having to be like super systematized there. So it's like there are some spaces where I get to just be creative and riff off the cuff, which is like my preferred method of like sharing content and talking and all of that. Um, Like if all my content could just be audio, I would probably be a happy human, (laughs) which is why I like love the love notes and I like stories. Um, But it's helpful to have something that like people can read and do all that too. And I have like enough content at this point that like I could just recycle over and over. And then when I feel inspired, I can do that. Um, 
Well, I think the thing to remember here is like almost like what's the point of any of it? And it's like the point of any system or process is to make it feel easier and better for you. And if there's a way in which it's not feeling easier or better, like you always get to change it. It's not like it's just better to have a system or something. It's like, no, the system is just there to support you and make you feel good. And if it's not, that's something we have to look at, right? So something really important here that I was reminding Michelle that I just want to talk about a little bit more is that systems and processes are literally just there to support you to feel better, right? And I think that we forget that so often. Sometimes it feels like to quote unquote, be a good business owner, they have to be there. It has to look a certain way. We have to do this, right? And that is so not true. What's true is that the systems and processes that you're putting in place are supposed to support you to feel better, to have great energy behind what we're doing, like we were just talking about. And so if those are taking that away, if they're making you completely fall into autopilot, totally phone it in, not feel connected to your business, like they don't have to be there. I think that what I would say is true in a more general term is that when you have more clients, more systems and processes may be a support because it helps you handle those clients and really show up for that and put your energy towards that. When you have less, it's it's okay to have less systems and processes and be more in your business because maybe that's how you're connecting to your business and that's what you're bringing the energy to. So this idea that like it has to look a certain way to be a good business owner or whatever that is has to go. It's really, you have systems and processes to support you to show up in the way that feels best to you and the way that feels most aligned for you, all of those kind of things. And so if they're not doing that, it's time to do a check-in on them. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, like, I know that I personally get really excited at the beginning of projects. And then like, as things go on, if they get repetitive, they start to feel boring to me. So like, and even if like, you know, I like just making sure that I'm finding ways to like create Right. So it doesn't even have to be like in the same, like there can be some automation, but like, um, but then like, where, where am I creating? Like, where am I channeling that, that energy? And if the answer is nowhere, that's a problem. <laughs> well, I think the other thing that you can really lean into here, and it's definitely an identity thing is believing that you will adjust at each phase for what you need. And so what I mean by that is like right now is you have like less clients and more time. Like it might really feel good to feel like a lot of these you're very in and present for and doing instead of like, like not feeling really connected to the business. And then as you get more clients or when you're on maternity leave or whatever, you might need to rely a lot more heavily on those processes, but you're in it in a different way. And so I think that's just helpful to see is that like you can trust yourself to like not feel like one way or another is right, but that you'll make the adjustments depending on where you're at or what you need. Yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. And the other thing too, that I realized like after being on vacation this past week is like, sometimes I'm like, so in my business that I'm like watching paint dry (laughs) and like, if you keep fucking with the paint, like it's never going to dry. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I very do much get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I do think it's like, and this was the rule I had when I was doing calligraphy. Like if I like looked at something and I like didn't like how it looked, I had a 24 hour rule where I had to like step away from it for 24 hours because if I started messing with it, it would actually get like screwed up and it would look terrible. Whereas like if I walked away for 24 hours and came back and looked at it, 99% of the time I was like, this is fine. This doesn't, yep, yeah. this doesn't mm-hmm. need any adjustment to it. And so I think too, like, as like, hopefully COVID starts to go away um, and I have more opportunity to like travel and stuff and just like spend time with people that like I can get the stuff done in my business, but it's not like I'm always just staring at my business waiting for the next DM being like, I'd like to work with you. Right. Um, and I think that's really helpful and healthy for me too to not be in it like 24 7 yeah well or it's like what came up for me is it's almost like 
Or if you have that much time in your business, what's the next thing you're doing that actually feels exciting to you? I think we yeah. played with this a little bit, but it's like, do you want to make a new opt-in? Do you want to like run a masterclass? Do you want to run a challenge? Do you want to do like, it doesn't matter, but it's almost like, yes, we don't want to constantly jump from thing to thing, but we also don't want to fuck with the things that are already in place just right. for the sake of it. Right. So that's like a good thing for you to think of too, is when you find yourself almost like feeling that watching paint dry moment is to be like, well, what else would feel fun or exciting to do here? And then the more I tie me doing things with me being someone who gets results, like mm-hmm. obviously that gets exciting, but I think like that's a huge place to channel that energy where it doesn't feel like it either goes to like picking apart what's already there or it has to go outside the business. Like sometimes it could just yeah. be like, what's like fun and engaging to do right now? Yeah, for sure. And something that I found is like when I step outside of the business, that's where I get creative sparks to then come back yeah. and do something new or different in the business. Totally. And because I ha- haven't been having as much of that connection, I've been like, you know, like sort of twiddling yeah. my thumbs. So I've been, um, and, and this like, trip was really helpful in me realizing that of like, oh, these are the moments that like get my brain thinking and like make me see things differently. And like, I can get that in like micro doses with like, you know, scheduling coffee dates with friends or whatever. And so like, I've tried, been trying to put a couple more, especially as the weather gets nicer, we can do more things outside, like, um, trying to like put more things like that on the calendar to like fuel that creative spark so that I can then come into my business. And instead of watching paint dry, when I'm coming into my business, it's because I'm motivated and I have fire lit under me to like do something. Totally. I imagine this will solve itself with a baby as well. (laughs) Yes. One of, one of the things that I found to be, I come back to college. Just guessing, but. (laughs) I come back to college a lot of times because that was one of those seasons that was like really hard for me. And it's like, what I learned was like the more free time I have, the worse off I typically am. Even though like I love the free time. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I don't love the free time anymore, which is why we had that whole conversation about what to do with my free time. Um, and the less free time I have, the more productive I tend to be, the more focused I tend to be. So yes, this baby will certainly help with that. And it will also mean like visitors coming, family coming. So I'll have more of that like stimulation too. Exactly. So Michelle mentioned that sometimes the less free time she has, the more productive that we are, right? And I think that's true for a lot of us. Uh, Personally, that's true for me in some regards. Like I personally do client sessions every day and then I have pockets of each day that I quote unquote off for like meaning like don't have sessions. So maybe I do like a Monday morning, a Tuesday afternoon, whatever. And I do that because I'm way more productive that way than if I have like one full day of sessions and then one full day off. That full day off, I am typically so much less productive. Um, and so it's just helpful to see that, right? It's like that, um, gosh, what's, can't even remember what it's called, but kind of that idea that, um, you know, we'll, tasks will expand into the time we allow for them, right? And so the point I want to make here is that that's why being intentional with our time is everything. That's why I preach that on every season of literally ever, um, because we have to find out what works for us and be really intentional with cultivating that. It's like the example I use of like, I know what works for me in terms of sessions and scheduling. And so I'm really, really intentional about making sure my calendar matches that. And that's when I notice I feel the best. I get the most done, all of those things. And so maybe that's not true for you. Maybe like, it's not true that the less free time you have, the more productive you are. But the point I really want to make here is know what makes you feel best and work best. And it's not just about being productive, but what actually makes you feel really good. And then are you being really intentional with cultivating time and a schedule around that? Because I think so often we can kind of know that, but we don't necessarily intentionally build things around that. And when we do, that's when things really shift. And I've already started planning my next like little trip. I think Neil and I are going to go visit my brother and sister-in-law in April. My parents are going for a conference. So I was like, we can come. Like, put us on a plane. We'll join. Yeah, yeah. I got points. Sign me up. Oh, good. That's so. perfect. And like, so good for you to, again, I think like that's 
such an empowering moment for you to be like, I want more of that. And I'm just like going to get it. I'm making it happen. I'm making that plan. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that'll be really good too. So let's talk about, um, sessions because I, or the one-off sessions you're selling. Um, cause I know that's a big piece of some of this too, that feels like really important and was like, yep. it wasn't inspired thing. So you yeah. do want to run with it. Yeah. Mm. Um, so there's not a whole lot of updates there. I did have one of my former clients say that she's thinking about doing one in April or May, which like the whole setup is like, you purchase this month, but you can do, you can do it anytime between now and yeah, May. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I know she's thinking about that and then I haven't talked to anyone else that is thinking about it, but I haven't done my follow-ups there either. So that's something that's on my to-do list for this afternoon. Um, so I'll follow up with folks that had stopped the spiral calls with me and then, um, I don't like, you know, like obviously start talking about it more in stories because like I wasn't really on. Yeah. 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 Like Mm -hmm. most of this month I haven't really been. Talk like I've I've been posting about it. I've been emailing about it, but I haven't been like talking about it. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I don't. I'm like, at what point do I like switch things up or like do something different? Um, because I would like to sell some. Like I would love to just like get folks on the calendar. Like that's that's what I love doing most of my business. So when I don't have that, I'm like, hi, I'm Michelle. I'm talking to. Thin air, even though I know I'm not, because I know people yeah. are watching. I know you were telling listening. me your story views have gone like through the roof. Mm. I don't know where all these people came from that started watching yeah. stories, but I was like, "Hello, new friends!" It's like tripled from yeah. like quadrupled and tripled in the last like week. And I'm like, "Was it because I was gone?" And like when I posted one thing, you were like, "She's here!" <laughs> like, yeah. Um, Um, Well, so two things come up for me. One is like, I think let's capitalize on that because you know that you've whatever, like quadrupled your, your story views. And so let's use that to, to push some of these because that's kind of the part that you haven't gotten to do yet and see what mm -hmm. happens. Yep. And then if that still doesn't seem like it's translating, what that would tell me is that they just need to get warmer to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So then we would want to do something to make that happen, whether it's like, you know, you doing like, again, like a live training or doing something else that like pulls those new people in and Mm -hmm. warms them up. Like they might just be so new that they're not at buy yet, but what else could we do in the meantime? And so I think it's just like, again, empowering to see like let's do this let's see what the response is then know that you can do other things post that does that make sense yeah that makes sense um and I think I don't know there's obviously like the part of me that's like ah like what if I don't sell any of these sessions and what if this is what my launch for my course looks like in May um but obviously like the only way to know that is to keep showing up and keep tweaking and keep doing um but yeah that that makes sense. Yeah. And I'm also wondering, do you feel like I should be doing some like education too around like coaching and like the benefits of it or like why my clients sign up for like, like I just, I'm like, what's the, yeah, I'm still, I still feel like disconnected in terms of like, what my folks need to hear to like help with their buying decisions. Like I know that I'm, I'm hitting that cause like clients are coming in, but I'm like, wait, like, mm, yeah. Well, so I think you have to think about that. You're almost doing two separate launches here. And I don't mean that to be complicated, but I mean like there's conversations that you're having to go follow up with all the people that have already taken you up on this. You yep. don't necessarily have to sell quote unquote coaching to them because they've already had a stop the spiral call. They get that. So what you're really saying to them, I think is more like, Hey, this is the like cheapest, best, most accessible way to work with me. Mm -hmm. I know you had whatever X, Y, Z objections or challenges. Like Mm -hmm. this is a perfect solution. So that's really like the spin you want to take there. But I think that's decidedly different than like a spin to like, again, this is new information that now you've 
seen your your social and your stories kind of blow up. Like we want to do something with that. So then I think the messaging there is more like why coaching and all of that, because Mm -hmm. they haven't even yet had the experience of a call. So they maybe have never even experienced coaching. Mm -hmm. Yep. So not, not in a way to confuse the audience, but in a way to actually target them. Does that make sense? So something I really want to point out here is that it's totally normal to sell differently behind the scenes versus front of the scenes sometimes and why mastering that is really important. So what I mean is like with Michelle, we're kind of talking about like, well, you'd have different messaging behind the scenes to the people who have done stop the spiral calls than to people front of the scenes who maybe just found you or maybe just started engaging with you or just started watching your stories. Right. And I think sometimes that can feel overwhelming for a lot of entrepreneurs, but it's actually so much less overwhelming in my opinion, because you're being really intentional with who you're talking to where. And so it feels like when you show up in a certain place, you know exactly what that person or that audience needs to hear from you. And so, you know, if I'm following up with somebody that I've like already had call with, cultivated a relationship with, it's so likely that they need to hear something totally different potentially at that point in the sales process than someone who just found me. And being able to segment like that and talk to those people specifically is really, really, really smart marketing and really good for your sales process. So I just wanted to share that because I feel like it's a good check-in point to say like, oh, am I being really intentional about how I'm messaging for people that I've like maybe already had touch points with versus how I'm messaging for people that just found me? And do I have a way to segment that a little bit more to get the most bang for my buck when I'm showing up in those ways? So check on that in your own business this week and know that it is way less overwhelming in many ways to do that and totally normal to have those differing messages behind the scenes versus front of the scenes. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, and I mean, like the reality is, is like I have, I think like 1700 people that follow me on Instagram and, you know, I have like 12 people on my follow up list. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's a lot of humans there that have not had a deeper touch point than like, you know, reading posts and only like, I don't know, I like, I can't do math fast like a 10th of them maybe are watching stories. That's probably real off. So, so this is like such a it's small more little, than a tenth, but yeah, but like, mm. it's like such a small little, like subset, sub subset. Wow. I cannot talk today. <laughs> I think the point there is that you really ultimately like this, this is like just such a good thing to, to look at because ultimately this started because it was like, cool, how do, like, we've had a lot of calls with people. How do we get them to take that next step and give them a really accessible offer? But also you were feeling like I would feel way more comfortable if we had like these stepping stones. So that's how it started, but then things evolve. And so now we're like, wow, things are really picking up steam. People are way more interested. I'm getting way more follows and views and all of those things, right? So how do I now adjust accordingly based on that? And so I think like that's what's helpful for you to see is like we we can still keep the original intention, but also like, yeah, let's fucking run with what's happening. Like, that's amazing. So, you know, and and to just circle back to the beginning of our conversation, the identity from that is like I always capitalize on what's happening. Right. So I make the most of that. So it's like, yeah, you are kind of having to make a shift in your brain, but like, that's so worth it, you know? So this is a really good example on capitalizing on what's happening in your business and being willing to adjust. So Michelle's views on stories have gone way up. Her following has gone way up. She's like really just seen this big uptick recently. So that's amazing. And so we want to actually make the most use of that instead of almost just sticking to the plan because we had a plan, right? Like I think so many entrepreneurs do that. And it's like, yes, we don't want to like wildly burn things down or throw plans out the window all the time. But at the same time, 
we really want to be able to capitalize on what's happening and not just kind of go through the motions of following the plan, right? So the plan was initially to use these calls to really convert the people that have already done calls with Michelle. But we have a ton more people now that are obviously engaging and interested. And we have an offer of a single session that could really, really be useful. And so I just want to point that out, that that's, you know, where it's worth changing the plan is because something specifically changed that we're reacting to. When we're just changing the plan because we're like, nothing's working, change everything. And it's like this really emotionally charged thing. That's not something I'd recommend. But when strategically we're like, oh, wow, this specific thing changed in my business, whatever it is, like my story views went way up or, you know, a ton of new people started following me. Great. How do we adjust to that? How do we make the most of that is the smartest way you can operate your business. And that's neutral, right? That's just you being neutral and strategic to like this thing happened and here's our response to it. So pay attention to that in your own business. Like there really are beautiful opportunities like that, that you want to be able to run with and not just follow the plan for the sake of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and the other thing too, is I find that like with my stories, when I have like static posts where I've like written text, we tend to get a lot higher views than like if I'm talking with the camera and they have to like watch multiple slides, but the people yeah. who are watching multiple slides are the ones that are like, they're watching multiple slides of me. Yeah. Talking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are like my people, you know? So yeah. Okay. I think the point is, you know, what do they, you know, what your stop the spiral call people need to hear. Yeah. What do those people who like just started watching your stories or just started following you need to hear to take you up on one session? Like what comes up for you there? Um, also it's interesting because I actually went back and looked at a couple. I've been having clients fill out like a questionnaire when they sign up. And one of the questions I ask them is like, what attracted you to me in the joyful journey? Um, and the like, there are a couple of themes that kept coming up. So one of them was like, they were just feeling really overwhelmed by the IVF process, by their emotions, their thoughts. Um, and they didn't have anybody to turn to who like understood mm-hmm. what they were going through. Um, and so that's a really big one, right? Like not wanting to feel alone and feeling really totally. isolated. Um, and then the other couple of things that were echoed were like, you know, wanting to learn how to shift their mindset and to find joy in the process because they feel so disconnected from that. Um, and they find that the way that I like talk about the infertility journey and IVF is like very different and refreshing and like actually like kind of nice, like (laughs) what? (laughs) Um, and so those are, those are like the biggest themes that like came out of that. Those are like the two biggest things that they echoed and multiple people said in like their varied forms. So it seems to me like if you could walk them through what a single session to help them feel less overwhelmed and more understood and more like able to handle things looked like that could be really beautiful Mm -hmm. because it's almost like bringing safety to the thing that I don't know what it looks like. Right. Because if your people have never had cooked Fuck, not only have they never had coaching, they maybe have never even heard of coaching. <laughs> nope. Probably not out of like outside of the like the health and fitness realm. Yeah, yeah. So that's like that would be helpful is almost like, can I break down what these could look like or what how you could start with this and then use an hour to feel like this? Like mm-hmm. those clarity points I think would be so useful. Again, our stop the spiral call people, we have to do that less because we gave them the experience of right. that. Right. But everyone else, like, they have no fucking clue, right? Right. Yeah. Well, and, like, maybe even differentiating it from, like, one of the things that one of my clients said in a questionnaire was, like, she didn't realize, like, how different it was to, like, have kind of, like, a third-party person to talk to versus, like, Mm -hmm. trying to talk to, like, friends and family about it. But it was, like, so helpful to have that, like outside perspective who Mm -hmm. still felt like a friend even though it was like a professional like relationship and that that made a really huge difference because that was one of the things that like surprised her most about Mm -hmm. our work together so maybe it's like talking about hitting on those points too because I do think like a lot of times people are like well why am I going to pay for coaching support when I can just like 
come to Instagram and talk to all of these people here. And it's like, you can do that, but you're all literally in the exact same place. So you're basically just trauma dumping on one another, which mm-hmm. like can be helpful to feel seen and less alone until it starts to just deregulate your nervous system because it causes you more anxiety than not, which is usually where mm-hmm. my clients are at. They're like, I'm in these groups and they're just causing me a lot of anxiety and they don't realize that the groups are causing them anxiety because they just want yeah. community. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, great, let's get out of those for a little bit. We've got, I've got yeah. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you can come back whenever you feel ready. Um, and so like helping them gain awareness around that too can be helpful. Totally. So I feel like like that's, that's just the first step. And then again, if like that doesn't feel like it's converting at all, obviously there's always more to do there where it's yeah. like, okay, cool. What they really need is like a warmer experience with me. But since I have a ton of people, it doesn't just have to be stop the spiral. It can be mm-hmm. a training, a video, an Instagram live, whatever. It doesn't matter. But how do we just warm them up further? But I think like the good thing is, is like you have the people, you have the offer. You're just really like in that, like, Put it out there, see what happens, learn, adjust kind of thing. I feel like so I'm twirling my sign on the street corner. I'm like, look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but in a in a much more empowered way than that, because you're like gonna figure out what street corner works the best and what right. angle fits and like the right all colors of that kind and of the stuff. right message yes. on the sign mm-hmm. and my outfit is on point. Yes, all of it. <laughs> yes. And so then then my next question to go back to what you said earlier is like what is the identity that has to happen now, you think, for this to, like, really feel like something that you're like, oh, I'm, like, someone who sells these instead mm-hmm. of almost feeling like... Waiting for a sale to be like, we'll I'm see. someone now who sells them. Yeah. 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 I definitely feel like I'm in a very... real sea space. Yeah. If I'm being like honest. Like, you said that earlier, you know, like, what if no one buys or whatever? And so I think, like, that's what we have to play with here, too, where it's not, like, how do we get people to buy? It's like, yes, that. And how do we get you to feel like they're going to buy? Yes. That's what I need to work on right there. Okay. (laughs) So answer that for me. How do do we do that? Gosh. Uh, well, it feels like step one is deciding and really committing to that decision of like, people buy from me because they want to buy mm-hmm. from me. Um, Cause I still feel like, I feel like I'm in that space of like, you know, when someone gives you a compliment and you're like, yeah, but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's totally. like, some of it like, is also your hair like, looks so good. And you're like, I mean, it's really frizzy today. Yeah. Mm. Which is funny because, like, I have days where that's the response. And there are other days where I'm like, yeah, my hair does look really good today. You're right. And so I'm like, how do I tap into that version more than mm-hmm. the frizzy-haired girl? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think some of it is deciding. And I think some of it is, like, trusting, which is something that's really hard for me. Like, um. Yeah, like when someone says, like, oh, I'm interested in buying, like, trusting that they're actually interested in buying and not like, oh, but she's probably going to change her mind and, like, whatever. Because that's where my brain goes. And I see this in, like, other relationships. Like, I do this with Ori sometimes. He'll, like, tell me something. And I'm like, oh, but he probably doesn't really mean that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I've had to just tell, like, literally the pep talk is, no, Michelle, we just have to believe, like, if he says nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong. Or if he says, like, he feels good right now, he feels good. Right. So, like, because my brain wants to go to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this is the exact same, like, thing coming up. Why do you think it it doesn't trust or wants to go to that story? I feel, I feel like some of it probably stems from like being burned in like relationships in the past, both romantic and like friendships. Um, where the like relationship like didn't evolve in a way that like felt good. Um, and so I think there's like a lot of resistance to like really fully letting people in. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, like that, that doing that, like, doesn't feel safe necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting too, because if you think about that combined with like IVF stuff, that makes sense too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're like, just trusting every time, like when you've gone through like all that you've gone through, it's just like, you really have a lot of evidence that that's super scary. Mm-hmm. But I also wonder, and you tell me what feels true or good here, but is like, you know, being at this stage of your pregnancy and whatever, you actually do have some evidence that the trust really paid off or being in this right. stage in your marriage, you actually do have the evidence that the trust paid off. Like, does it feel helpful to kind of zoom out and look at that? Or does that feel like even harder to kind of lean into? No, it definitely feels better to zoom out because like, you know, a lot of this like stems from like when I was younger and like, I do have a lot of really beautiful, like authentic relationships with people now. And I do have a partnership that I feel really good about. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had several partnerships that I felt good about, you know, since the ones that were like not so great. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it does help to like zoom out and realize like, even though it was hard in the moment and that again, this is like that trauma of infertility. Like, can I, can I handle this again? Can I really go through this disappointment again? Can I be rejected Mm -hmm. again? Um, but like it, it all works out eventually, even if it's not (laughs) how you thought it was going to look or had planned or anything like that. Yeah, totally. I think so. Would it be fair to say that like you could have the identity of someone that it always works out for? Yeah. And I feel like I have lived evidence of that a lot. Yeah. Even though like, I feel like I'm, I'm in some like hard moments currently, like, yeah. um, money being like one of the biggest ones where I'm like, yeah, I know this shit is going to work out eventually, but damn, it feels really hard right now. Um, and I think too, that's like why it feels like there's so much pressure in the business also. I think this idea of, it's just like so small, but this idea of I know it will work out eventually versus like I know it will work out in my best interest is kind of different too because I feel like there's this way in which like I know it will work out eventually. It's kind of going back to that thing that we talked about that feels like, oh, well, because eventually the fairies will come. Right. <laughs> right. Far versus off like, in the future. Right. Versus like, I know it will work out because I have evidence it always works out when it's supposed to and when it's needed. And so if it's supposed to right now, because money is like the thing that's needed, like there's, could we put some evidence and belief behind that? Mm-hmm. That like it could work out right now kind of thing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The it could work out right now thing feels really hard to get behind from like a, a heart standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like that feels do really think, untrue. <laughs> do you Even think though like my brain's like, yeah, I could. Like I've seen tons of folks who have just like turned things around so quickly. But I think there's like n- that I don't identify with like that's possible for me. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's because it, it took such a long time to work out in your IVF journey or that you've almost identified with like I'm someone who has to go through a lot of things before it works out? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do think that there's some identity that, and it's not just from my IVF journey. Like I think I have a lot of things in my life have involved like a roller coaster before Mm. we got to the, Mm. the end point. And I think like there's like good things about that. And there's obviously like hard things about that. Like all of my life experiences and the wisdom and the lessons I've learned have all come from those like up and down moments but also the up and down moments are real hard. <laughs> what if you just decide you've had enough of them right now? Oh, okay. <laughs> like you've had enough in the business to, to be able to take this win. Mm. Kind like of you like don't how have to wait for more. In my infertility journey, when we talked about exactly. how I just like felt complete. And I think the yes. hard part about that was like that, when I, when I came to that conclusion, it felt like a, like a 
body decision. It wasn't, yeah. I wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just done. Like, the, good, we done. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it very much just like, it felt like this very peaceful, like, we're done. I have everything that I mm-hmm. need. And I don't, and as frustrating as it is, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm there yet, but I don't know why I'm learning all these lessons that I'm currently learning in the business. Like, like I've been grappling with like, is this gearing me up for something that I'm supposed to share or teach down the road that I just don't mm-hmm. even know? Like, cause that's the only conclusion that I can come to is like, I'm learning these things for a reason because otherwise that's like, I don't know how to make meaning of things without that kind of conclusion to it. But so I, are you yeah. saying that like, you feel like you're, you'd have to get yourself ready to make that decision that it's been enough? Or are you saying like, you just don't feel like you're there enough yet to even want to. I, I don't feel like I'm there enough, but I'm like, is it because I'm just like handing my power over to sub other thing to decide that? Because like, you know, yeah. when I decided to leave my job and when I decided to, um, what am I trying to say? Like when I decided I like felt complete in terms of my lessons to be able to serve people through coaching it didn't feel like a head decision. It felt like I just knew. I was like, okay, yeah, it's time. And I like, uh, no, I'm going to give you such a hard time. Okay, here. great. Give me a hard time because this is more magic fairy shit. <laughs> yeah. And it's also hindsight shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like it's so hard when we're looking back at those moments to mm-hmm. be like, or I mean, it's sorry. I meant to say it's so easy when yeah. we're looking back at those moments. At those hard moments. There we go. At, at the hard moments. Yeah. Exactly. To be like, oh yeah, it was just like this one day. It kind of all clicked and like there it was. But like, you know, we weren't working together then, but like we had chatted enough to know that like you had thought about quitting for a long time. And I think it was very long back time. and forth and it was super heady. And it was like, Yes, there came a point where you got fully behind it, but like, don't, don't trick yourself into thinking mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of like back and forth and head stuff in that too. Oh, and yeah. then really the same with the IVF thing. Like, I think that you had a lot of processing and consideration to do before that finally clicked. So I feel like you might still need to process some of this. You might not have that full body decision, you know, like today at 3 PM kind of thing, but don't don't run away from it because it's not there. It's almost like, well, I like the head stuff is maybe what starts to create the body stuff sometimes. Like I'm, I'm done with this shit because I'm done with this shit. Yeah. yeah. There was a and lot then, like, of crying about like, the night of more on board with it. Right. Before mm-hmm. I got to the like conclusion of quitting. <laughs> so many yeah. tears, months of tears. Right. And so it's easy to look back and be like, Oh, that was so beautiful. It just all came together. And then I just knew, but like, it, it came together and I just knew, mm-hmm. but it was like a hot mess explosion. I just knew. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, it, right. There was no like pretty bow with like little birds flying down being like, ah. no, it was, it was none of that. It was like, boom, it's time. <laughs> and so much lead up to it too, right? Yeah. Like it really wasn't like a one day I just knew kind of thing. It was like, this had been a very long time coming. So I feel like this is just something to let yourself go to in the business is like, how can I just be done with the, it has to be hard phase of this. And like, maybe it takes me a week to get my brain and body and like soul on board with that. Maybe it takes me a month, but like, that's where I need to point my direction right now. Mm -hmm. Because the part of you that's saying, nope, you're not there yet. You still have all these like things you have to struggle through. Like, fuck that, you know? I don't want to do that. And I don't want to get to the point where I'm like crying on every call to you because I'm like, maybe my business isn't working because that's where this leads eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm like, so what if none of that is necessary? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, what if that's not necessary? What if I get to decide sooner? And what if the lesson here is playing with the opportunity to be like, I don't have to get to the point of like, fuck it, I'm done. I can just decide, fuck it, I'm done. And then see what happens. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I just want to write this down for you. But yeah, I think like that, that could also be like a really beautiful like exercise where it doesn't have to feel, <laughs> I think 
like the fuck it, I'm done energy is so important, but it also doesn't have to feel really like burn, burn it to the ground. Like not that you're going to burn the business down, yeah, but I yeah. mean, it could feel really loving. Like you could be writing a letter to yourself who had all these challenges and just like telling her you're so thankful, but like we're good now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it could be a loving fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Like we don't have to get up to the point of like crying on the floor, which again is so funny because that's literally what I'm inviting my clients not to do. Why you gotta be like this? <laughs> why you gotta do me like that? Why you gotta do that? Okay. I think uh, we've uncovered right? what meaning I'm assigning to this. This is like, here's an opportunity to just stop riding the roller coaster of suffering and shame and <laughs> get the fuck yeah. off. Totally. And, and <laughs> it's almost like it, before you know, it like flies off the edge and you're like, okay, now I'm really going to eject myself. <laughs> no, but now I'm done. Not yeah. Really it's almost done. like not waiting for the circumstance to push that, but, but being like, oh, I could just be done now. Like I could just have. Again, not that you won't learn more lessons. And I think you know that through your IVF journey too, but like there was a point where you were like, I'm done with like a certain phase of this. And so this business, it might be like, I'm done with the phase where I don't think I can get clients. I'm done with the phase where money is a thing that is always on deck and feels, you know, so charged. Or I'm done with like the phase where it feels like it has to be up and down. Or I feel like I don't know if I'm going to sell anything every time. Like that could be a done point. Does that feel true? So I think this conversation with Michelle about the kind of fuck it, I'm done decision is so important because it really does seem to come so magically in hindsight, right? It feels like one day I just woke up and decided. And, you know, for a lot of us, it does feel like that in hindsight. I know I've certainly characterized certain things in my business that way. But if I really look at the reality of what happened is there was quite a buildup to that decision. And it takes focus and intention of continuing to look at that thing to get to that place where we fully embody it and fully make that decision. So I think it's just really important to remember that, you know, sometimes again, it's like we're waiting for the magic thing, but in, in really being able to look at what happened, we notice that our intention and focus on that is actually what created some of the magic. So just know that it is totally possible to get fully decided and make that decision. And it's okay if it doesn't happen in an instant and it takes building up to it, but it's so important to be willing to give that your energy and attention because that can change everything, right? Realizing that we can be done with that roller coaster that Michelle and I were talking about is really, really valuable. And she's seen how it's changed her life in other ways. And so being able to focus on it here, even if it doesn't, you know, kind of happen overnight is so worth it. And so just wanted to give that reminder to you this week too. If you're kind of waiting for that click in moment, that's okay. But what energy and focus and intention are you putting toward it to get yourself there? That's the question. And that's where you can fully show up in your power. Yeah. And I think this will just be a process, like you said, of like starting in the head and then like working it into my body till it feels true. Cause I'm like, Oh, like I can just decide that now. Like we don't have to go through all the like crazy suffering and the like, is it working? Is it not working? Is it working? Is it not working? Hmm. What an interesting Isn't it funny too that, (laughs) yeah, that your brain is like, oh no, of course we have to go through all that. And you're just like, oh, that's what I have to rework. Right. Mm -hmm. My brain's like, huh? What? Sounds kind of nice, right? Mm-hmm. It does sound interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and and it makes all the other stuff feel less charged because you're not looking for where is the suffering and the lesson and the thing and the hurt and the whatever in it. You're like, oh, like I'm just putting out an offer. <laughs> mm, what a novel concept. <laughs> right? Mm-mm. And the like lessons oh, will naturally come because life. Mm-hmm. I don't have and to create something else. <laughs> Not to explode your brain at this point. Oh yeah, let's still processing this. Let's but like, let's, you I've know, been contemplating a lot of like <laughs> life and death and like the curtain between. Okay. So <laughs> let's just explode it. Well, I think something that's really interesting for you to think about is like it's been a really long time since you haven't had a roller coaster. Like they've looked different, but it was like. IVF, then leaving your job, then the business, then like you're almost having to get to a point where it would be like, 
what would it look like to have no roller coaster here right now? Yeah. And that's where your brain has to go because right now it's just moving from roller coaster to roller coaster. Yeah. And I feel like some of that is just like the residual trauma of like work and the infertility journey. Cause like, I remember after our IVF cycle with Mila and getting pregnant with her, that like year that she, well, at least my maternity leave period with her was like really blissfully <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's not to say like we weren't we were sleeping and we were sleeping and all that stuff. But yeah, like, yeah. But it was just like really good and slow and grounding. And then we got back into the roller coaster when I got back into my job. But it's like, I yeah. know what that moment feels like. It's really blissfully awesome, which is also yeah. the experience when I got my epidural. I like got three hours of sleep finally. <laughs> and I was like, I can't feel stuff from the waist down, but I have enough sensation to like know what I need to do. This is blissfully wonderful. There's a woman in front of me and she's counting to 10 for me to breathe. This is beautiful. But it was still like a heart, like I was pushing a baby out, right? Yeah, and like yeah. I was trying to like keep a newborn alive. But those were like some of the most blissful yeah. moments for me. So I'm like, how do I tap into that, that energy, which is still like hard season, hard moment, but like high on life. Well, I just don't think you were categorizing them as hard moments. <laughs> no, I wasn't. But it like objectively one could say this is a hard <laughs> this is a hard thing well that's where we get fucked up though too to a certain extent right is because mm-hmm. like sure like that's true i mean obviously not nothing about those do we have to like sugarcoat or yeah, yeah. easy but i feel like that's almost what pulls you back in is you're like mm-hmm. objectively this is supposed to be hard so mm-hmm. right versus like you know in the business we can be like objectively starting and running a business is hard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, my story around those is, like, some would say this is hard, and yet I was able to, like, do this with, like, ease and bliss and enjoyment. Yes, exactly. Even with the hard things. So, like, why can't I apply this yes. elsewhere? Exactly. So, it's, like, some would say, like, having a newborn and not sleeping is hard, but you just had this totally different identity and experience around it that wasn't you know, like toxic positivity or sugarcoating it. It was just like how you leaned into it. And so I think like the same could be true here is like, what does it look like to not have to ride the roller coaster, even if quote unquote business is supposed to be hard? Yeah. Well, I'm sure some of this is like hindsight too, right? Of like, yeah, right. Cause I was also like really lonely at night when the sun would go down when I like had Mila as a newborn and I still got through it. Yep. And you still had like the the broader scope of like this is something good yeah yeah so I'm like what's the hindsight story that I want to tell of my business Mm -hmm. and what if I just started telling it right now yeah on March 14th I just decided this like I was unavailable for the roller coaster and then I just fucking got off it, right? Mm. On Lacey Day, also known as Pi <laughs> Day in the math nerd world. Oh, Pi Day, yes. There Pie you go. Mm. 3.14. I only know this because my neighbor's really obsessed with actual pies, whereas like my <laughs> love is for pie, the little symbol. Yeah. Um, always a math major. Um, yeah. So I think that's some of your stuff this week. I mean, like, you got to do the practical stuff, like, get on yeah, stories, yeah. sell the thing, like, do the follow-ups, right? But, like, also, like, how can I bring that knowing to it or at least start to process that of, like, I'm done with, like, buying into the idea that, like, there's more for me to, like, struggle through here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I don't want to do that anymore. I would like our calls to be more laughing than me crying about how terrible things are. I know I haven't done a whole lot of that, but that's that's the Mm -hmm. road that we go down. (laughs) We keep going down this path. Yeah. And again, believing you can learn just as much from the calls where you're laughing and good than from the ones where you're crying, which I think is, again, what you decided in the IVF process. And like, then you saw that play out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I was challenged in it with my losses, but like, yeah, still possible. Yep. 
Same. Same here. Still possible. Okay. Good. Okay. You have some work to do. I do have some work to do. You keep me posted. Let me know how it's feeling. Oh, don't worry. I'll write you novels in base camp. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Go, Go sell these sessions. We will adjust as needed and we will go from there. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Lizzie. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.